Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. Today on the podcast, we're breaking down week eight of the 2023 NFL season with an episode that we call Buy or Sell. This is an all-encompassing preview. So basically, the players that are on my buy list are the players that I think are going to overperform their expectations this week. They're the guys that I am looking to start in season-long fantasy leagues. I'm looking to roll out in DFS lineups, and I'm looking to take the overs in the player prop market. On the other hand, players on the sell list are the guys that I think are going to underperform their expectations this week. They are guys that I'm looking to avoid starting in season-long fantasy leagues. They're guys I'm looking to avoid playing in DFS lineups, and they're guys that I'm looking to take the unders in the player prop market. Now, if you play season-long fantasy, this is starting to be the time of year where you kind of need to figure out your roadmap for the rest of the season. And what I mean by that is you got to decide whether or not you are going to kind of stay put and hold on your team or whether you're going to try to make some trades and wheel and deal and see if you can't get yourself a better roster. So before we get started with the preview, I did want to highlight three guys that I recommend trading for in season-long fantasy leagues. So the first one is going to be at the quarterback position, which is Jared Goff. So Jared Goff is very quietly quarterback seven on the season. And he is doing it in a very sustainable way. He's been productive in pretty much all environments against all matchups. And if you look at the rest of his schedule, he's got a lot of home games and a lot of dome games and a lot of bad defenses. So Jared Goff is a guy that I'm absolutely looking to trade for before the end of the, um, the trade deadline for whatever your trade deadline is. Now, at the running back position, Isaiah Pacheco is the guy that I would go get. He is a workhorse in the Kansas City backfield right now, and Jarek McKinnon and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire are still there, but they're losing snaps to Pacheco. Pacheco is dominating the snap share for the Kansas City Chiefs, and he's doing it in a way where he is catching a lot of passes. He's got 10 catches combined in the last two games. So Pacheco is looking at a workhorse back role where he's been effective and he's catching a lot of passes. He's a guy that you need to go and get in season-long fantasy. At the wide receiver position, I'm going to actually highlight another Kansas City Chief. Rasheed Rice is having his snap share increase every week, and he's already been a very efficient player in terms of yards per route run. He's just not running a whole lot of routes, but that number is increasing on a week-by-week basis. So as he starts running more routes, as he starts getting more involved in the offense, I think he is a guy that you definitely want to have on your roster. And for a Kansas City Chiefs team that's really struggled at the wide receiver position this season, he's a guy that can really help him out. I think he's really talented, and he's a really good athlete after the catch wide receiver so they can get him the ball in space, let him make a guy miss and get a lot of yards that way. All right, so that does it for the trade targets. So let's go ahead and start by breaking down week eight with our analysis at the quarterback position. Let's go ahead and get this out of the way. This is a great week for the top quarterbacks in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, and Justin Herbert all have really solid matchups and are all in a really prime position to put up a lot of fantasy points. But out of all the top quarterbacks, my favorite this week, the one that I would prefer to have on my season-long roster and the one that I'm rolling out in DFS is Lamar Jackson. I don't think people realize how good of a season Lamar Jackson is having to this point. He currently ranks second in pro football Focus's passing grade over the season, and he's doing it with still being Lamar Jackson on the ground, too. He's seen at least six rushing attempts in every game, and he's averaging about nine fantasy points per game solely from rushing. He has shown that he has a really high ceiling with two games over 30 fantasy points this season, and I think he can hit that ceiling against Arizona, who is the fifth best matchup for quarterbacks overall, and the second best matchup 
matchup for quarterbacks and schedule adjusted fantasy points, meaning if you take the averages of the quarterbacks that they've played, how those quarterbacks are performing to their average, Arizona is the second easiest matchup in schedule adjusted fantasy points for quarterbacks. So I really think this is an absolute smash spot for Lamar Jackson. If you're playing him in DFS, I think you can stack him with Zay Flowers or Mark Andrews. My preference would be for Zay Flowers because I think that this year Arizona has been really vulnerable to the receiver position. Dak Prescott is the second quarterback on my buy list. So he's been on the sell list quite a few times this season, and he's flipping it this week. I'm putting him on the buy list. He topped 20 fantasy points for the first time all season before the bye week that they had week seven. And we were concerned at the early season about Dak Prescott's passing volume and the game script for, you know, kind of how is he going to accumulate fantasy points? Well, he's averaging 32 pass attempts per game in his last four. So I'm not really concerned about the volume anymore. And I really like the spot he's in against the Rams. In the last five seasons, Dak Prescott is a home favorite. has been absolutely money in fantasy football. He averages about 26 fantasy points per game as a home favorite in the last five years. And the Rams have shown the ability to be hurt through the air. Jalen Hurts hit 31 fantasy points against the Rams earlier this season. So I think that it's a deceptively good matchup in a really good spot for Dak Prescott where he always performs well as a home favorite. Now, if you are desperate in season-long fantasy leagues, or if you're looking for a value in DFS, there are a few guys that I think you can go with this week. Sam Howell and Bryce Young are the volume kings right now. These guys are attempting a lot of passes, and you know, generally speaking, the more attempts, the more pass attempts you have, the more fancy points that you're going to be able to accumulate. So, even though Sam Howell on paper it looks like a tough matchup against the Eagles, he was pretty good against them earlier in the season. And then Bryce Young's got a matchup against the Houston Texans, who are a team that plays at a pretty fast tempo or is going to give Bryce Young plenty of opportunities to throw the football. And if you're looking for a guy that just solely based on the math, based on the volume can come through, Sam Howell and Bryce Young are those two guys. But the guy that I really want to highlight is Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter has been deceptively good over the last month of the season. He's averaging over 22 fantasy points per game in his last three games. And the Titans are a pass funnel. What I mean by that is they're so good at stopping the run, the teams throw more against them than they normally do. Their defense has a top 10 pass rate over expectation, meaning that out of all the teams in the league, the Titans are in the top 10 in teams throwing more than they quote unquote should against that defense. So with Desmond Ritter, I think we're looking at a situation where he's going to have more volume than he normally does, and he's been productive even on limited volume lately. So I think Desmond Ritter going against the Titans is a pretty good spot. Now the sell list is going to be two quarterbacks that you're probably starting in season-long fantasy leagues just because they've been you know, drafted as starters, drafted as such, and you might not have a backup. But these are guys that I'm definitely not looking to play in DFS, and I think the unders in the prop markets are sneaky. So the first one is Tua Tagovailoa. This, to me, has the feeling, this Dolphins versus Patriots game, of a game where Miami can just run however they want, wherever they want, whenever they want, and they're not going to need to throw the ball a whole lot. New England's run defense is very suspect, and Miami's sitting as nine-and-a-half-point favorites, and that's not a good situation for Tua. Tua averages less fantasy points in games where he is favored. He is better as an underdog in games where Miami is getting pushed or pushing another team, and you're just seeing scoring going up and down the field on both sides. This is not going to be that game. New England is not a you know, good scoring team. So Miami's not going to have to score a whole lot of points to beat them. New England is also deceptively good against quarterbacks. They're a bottom 10 matchup against quarterbacks overall and in schedule adjusted fantasy points. So this is a tough matchup in a situation where Tua might not get the volume that he normally does. He is on my sell list this week. 
Trevor Lawrence is another quarterback who scores less fantasy points as a favorite, and that split is actually pretty staggering. It's about five fantasy points per game in the last two seasons where he averages less as a favorite as opposed to an underdog. He also has just not been good this year. He hasn't topped 21 fantasy points all year, and as I mentioned where the Tennessee Titans are a pass funnel, the Steelers are a run funnel. Last week, the Rams were able to run all over Pittsburgh however they wanted with you know guys that they picked up off the street midweek. Uh, and so I think that Jacksonville is going to be able to run the ball in this game. They're not going to need Trevor to throw a whole lot, and it's just not a situation that he has really been good at in his career. All right, that does it for the quarterback positions. Let's go ahead and take a breather and break down the running backs. All right, at the running back position, the first guy on my buy list for week eight is going to be Alvin Kamara. So Alvin Kamara has been just absolutely incredible since he has came back. And well, I mean that from a fantasy perspective. I really do feel like Alvin Kamara is one of those guys who is much better as a fantasy football player than a real-life football player. Like, there's just... It seems like every game he ends up with about 10 catches for about 60 yards, which really doesn't help you out a whole lot in real football. But in fantasy, it's great, especially if you're in a PPR league. Now, Alvin Kamara, like I said, the passing volume has been absolutely incredible since he came back. He's had at least 17 fantasy points in every game since he's been back. He's averaging over nine targets per game in that span. And in terms of expected fantasy points per game, when you kind of normalize everything on the field, you know, the field position, you know, success of the offense, you know, game time, stuff like that. When you normalize everything, he's been averaging 25.4 expected fantasy points per game since he has returned from his suspension. And if that sounds like a lot, it is. It's about seven points better than the next running back in that same span, which is Christian McCaffrey. So Alvin Kamara has been really good. And according to expected fantasy points per game, he could be even better. And he's got a pretty solid matchup this week. Alvin Kamara is on my buy list for week eight. Travis Etienne is second on the buy list. I mentioned this a little bit in the sell list for the quarterbacks, but the Pittsburgh Steelers are a little bit of a run funnel, and I think Travis Etienne is going to be able to take advantage of that. He set at least 22 fantasy points in each of his last three games. He started to be used in the passing game as well. He's got 10 total targets over that span. And unlike Trevor Lawrence, as a favorite, in his career, Travis Etienne has been outstanding. He averages almost six fantasy points per game more as a favorite in his career as opposed to being an underdog. And the workload for Travis Etienne has been outstanding this season. Rumors of a committee between Travis Etienne and Tank Bigsby were greatly exaggerated. Travis Etienne has been the bell cow back this year. He leads all running backs in carries and is third among all running backs in snap share. Roll out Travis Etienne in all formats with confidence this week. The last running back on the buy list is going to be a little bit of a sleeper. Devin Singletary of the Houston Texans. Now this might be just an aberration. But on the off chance that it is not, I think this is a really sneaky guy that you could pick up off the waivers in season-long leagues, and I think that you can roll out as a sleeper in DFS formats that could pay big dividends this week. Devin Singletary out-snapped starting running back Damian Pierce in the Texans' last game before the bye. Now, if that is a trend that continues, that makes Singletary the guy we want to have in our lineups. And he's got an absolutely elite matchup. Carolina is the league's premier run funnel. Carolina is second worst overall against running backs, meaning they're a really easy matchup. And in terms of schedule adjusted, they're second worst overall. So they're just a bad, bad defense against the run. And teams have had a positive run rate over expectation against them every single week. So teams are pretty much seeing this team and they're saying, hey, we can run the ball on them and we're going to run the ball more than we normally do on them. So if Devin Singletary is going to continue to see more work than Damian Pierce, this is a week where he can really take advantage of that against a very bad Carolina run defense. 
Now, if you are desperate in season-long fantasy leagues, there are three guys that I think you can go out and get. Daryl Henderson, um, you know, came off the street last week and pretty much led the Los Angeles Rams backfield, and he was pretty good doing it. And Amari D. Mercado was the guy that was able to take advantage of all the James Conner touches that were up for grabs in Arizona. Those two guys might be available on waivers for you, but they look good last week, and I think they're solid plays heading into week eight. And then I've hyped him up for about three weeks now, and he's been in concussion protocol for what feels like a decade. But it might finally be Roshan Johnson week, and I really do think when Roshan Johnson is active with no Khalil Herbert in the lineup, he is going to be able to be a supremely effective three-down running back, and I think that if he's in the lineup, he is a guy that is worth making sure you have rostered in season-long fantasy leagues and maybe even starting if you are desperate. Now, the sell list for the running back position is going to feature two guys that have been disappointments through to this point in the 2023 season. First of which is Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs has seen a lot of opportunities, just like last year. He just hasn't done a whole lot with them. And Detroit is still one of the league's best run defenses. Detroit is a top 10 toughest matchup against running backs overall and in schedule adjusted. So Josh Jacobs, yes, the volume will probably be there, but I just can't trust the effectiveness and the efficiency with what he's shown us so far in 2023. Joe Mixon is the second running back on the sell list, and he has just been abysmal so far this year. He is yet to top 14 fantasy points in a game. He has not topped four yards per carry in a game all season. So even if he does get a big workload, he hasn't been efficient with that workload. Cincinnati looked to be passing the ball a whole lot more before their bye um, than they were at the start of the season, which does not bode well for Joe Mixon. And on top of all that, it's a very tough matchup against San Fran, who in my opinion is one of the league's best defenses in all facets. So Joe Mixon makes the sell list at the running back position this week. All right, so let's go ahead and change gears and talk about some wide receivers. Now, before we get started talking about the wide receivers, I do want to mention that there are places where you can get more information from me. First off, you can follow me on X to get all my thoughts about all of the NFL, college football, and PGA DFS slates. Um, You can also uh, join the Fantasy Corner Discord. Link is going to be in the description. we got a lot of smart guys in there who talk about DFS for all sports like NFL, college football, NBA is back. There's a lot of smart NBA people in there. Um, So if you want to get in the discussion, join the link. It is in the description. And also, if you want to read my full previews, I do write a full article every week for every college football, NFL, and PGA DFS slate. So if you want to read my full previews where I talk about my core plays, I talk about ownership, I talk about lineup building, head on over to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. And lastly, if you're looking to try anything new this season, maybe you're trying DFS out, maybe you're trying player props out, or maybe you just want to straight up bet at a sports book, head on over to signupexpert.com slash Mike's Picks. We are partnering with Signup Expert, and what they do is they get the best offers and promo codes available for new users at every player prop, sportsbook, and DFS site, and they sync it to your location so it'll only show you what is available in your state or province. So if you're looking to try something new, signupexpert.com slash Mike's Picks. You will get the best offer, and it'll show me some support by using my links as well. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about the wide receivers. So the first wide receiver on the buy list is going to be A.J. Brown of the Philadelphia Eagles. He has been really good so far this season. He's top 20 fantasy points on DraftKings in five straight games, and he's doing so in a very sustainable way. He's got a 42% first read target share, meaning that when Jalen Hurts drops back to pass, 42% of the time, the first guy he's looking to throw to is A.J. Brown, which is really, really good for us in fantasy. It means that there's going to be more and more targets heading A.J. Brown's way, simply because if he's the first guy that Hurts is looking at and he's open, he's going to get the ball right then and there. Now, also, A.J. Brown has been historically great against 
against man coverage dating back to his previous seasons in Philly and Tennessee. And Washington runs man at a top 10 rate. Washington is also one of the worst teams at defending outside receivers. Their outside corners are just kind of bad, if I'm being honest. So it's definitely a spot where you can take advantage of. And A.J. Brown has taken advantage of it. In his game against Washington earlier this year, he had 41 fantasy points on DraftKings. Now, the pivot in DFS, you know, because A.J. Brown's going to be pretty highly owned. So if you're looking to make a little bit of a pivot play and play a guy who's a little bit more of a sleeper, a little bit lesser owned, it may be Devontae Smith, who I actually think is in line for a pretty solid game as well. He had his third best game of the season against Washington earlier this year. And Washington plays a lot of man coverage, but they also play a lot of two high safeties coverage, meaning that they're going to have two guys in the deep middle of the field to try to not get burnt deep. And Devontae Smith last year led the Eagles in targets against two high coverage. So I think that Devontae Smith could be in line for a solid game as well if you don't want to go with A.J. Brown. Now, I do think that, you know, we're at a point in the season where we have enough data to say that some guys are going to be positive regression candidates, meaning they're not scoring as much fantasy points right now as they should based off of how many targets they're getting and where those targets are coming from. And the two biggest regression candidates for me are Adam Thielen and Chris Olave. Both of them are doing a lot better in expected fantasy points per game than in actual fantasy points per game. And Adam Thielen's been pretty good overall anyway. So both of these two guys, they're seeing a lot of targets. Just trust that those targets are going to start turning into more fancy points. Those two make my buy list this week. Now, last on the buy list is going to be Nico Collins, who has a matchup against the Carolina Panthers. And the Panthers, as much as we mentioned how bad they are against the run, they're also pretty bad against outside receivers. Their linebackers and safeties and their slot corner, Jeremy Chin, do a pretty good job of locking down the middle of the field. So what you end up with is a lot of targets and a lot of catches for outside wide receivers, which is what Nico Collins is. Now, Nico Collins has also destroyed the type of coverage that the Carolina Panthers play a lot of. The Carolina Panthers play single high safeties at an absurdly high rate, and Nico Collins ranks second in the league in yards per route run against single high coverage with only one safety up top. So Nico Collins should be in a really good spot, and we know he has a high ceiling because he has two games this season where he's already scored 30 or more fantasy points. So Nico Collins is just in an absolute smash spot against the Panthers. Now, if you are desperate, I do think there are a few guys that you can go out and grab if you need a fill-in in season-long fantasy leagues, and I do think you can play as a value play in DFS. First off is Josh Downs, the starting slot receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. He's been really good with Gardner Minshew at quarterback, and he's been really good against great defenses. This is not a great defense he's going up against this week. The schedule gets softer for the Colts, so I really do like Josh Downs this week here in Week 8. Kendrick Bourne of the New England Patriots is also here to stay. He has led this team in targets the last few weeks, and I do think he's another guy that you can add and you can play with confidence. And then Juwan Jennings is a guy that, with the San Francisco 49ers, is getting a boost in snaps and targets without Debo Samuel in the lineup. He's another guy I think you can add. And then in deep leagues, if you're playing like a 12-team or a 16-team league, Demario Douglas of the New England Patriots and Brandon Powell of the Minnesota Vikings are two guys that you can add that are definitely worth a roster spot and definitely worth a shot in DFS at a very cheap, cheap price tag.
Now for the sell list at the wide receiver position. The two guys that I'm going to be selling that are actually teammates are going to be DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. The Cleveland Browns are a very, very tough matchup for the wide receiver position. They are the toughest matchup overall to wide receivers, and they are the second toughest schedule-adjusted matchup against wide receivers. And add that to the fact that most of the production against them comes from the slot position. They're a team that's really good on the outside at corner, and so they're kind of more vulnerable in the middle of the defense. And so that's going to funnel more targets to Jackson Smith and Jigba, maybe more targets to the running backs and tight ends. I just don't think this is going to be a good week for DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett on the outside in Seattle. Now for the Tennessee Titans, DeAndre Hopkins is going to make my sell list. It's a rumor that and I mean, it's kind of been confirmed that Will Levis is going to be starting a quarterback this week for the Tennessee Titans. I don't think that's a really good thing for DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think that what he excels at, which is, you know, just kind of these contested catches, you know, in the, in the short and intermediate zones. Um, I don't think that's really going to be great for connecting with Will Levis, who's a guy who has a cannon of an arm, but it's just not exactly all that accurate. Um, so I just don't think that's a necessarily great fit on paper. And also Atlanta is not really a great matchup. They've been really tough to outside wide receivers. They've got AJ Terrell, who is probably going to shadow DeAndre Hopkins in this game. So I just don't think it's a good spot for DeAndre Hopkins at all. And if you can send him to the bench this week and bring him back in the future, that would be something I would consider doing. Now, really quickly, let's talk about the tight end position. So we've talked about time and time again how weak this position is in fantasy right now. And so it's really hard to find somebody to put on the sell list because, hey, at the end of the day, if you just get seven or eight fantasy points out of your tight end, you're going to be okay with that in most leagues. Now, the guy that I want to target this week, though, is George Kittle. Since 2021, George Kittle averages 22 fantasy points per game in games that Debo Samuel sits. And Debo Samuel is going to be out of this game. So I think he is in a really good spot where he should see increased production without Debo in the lineup. Dalton Schultz of the Houston Texans has also seen an uptick in recent weeks. He's had 17 targets in the last two weeks. Now, granted, that might be just because of Tank Dell being out of the lineup, but if it's something that's sustainable, that's something that's definitely worth looking into, and it makes him a startable tight end in season-long leagues. Kyle Pitts is the regression king. He has been really, really solid in the last two weeks, and he's had the potential to be even better. He just hasn't really gotten lucky with, you know, his targets being all that accurate, and Marcus Mariota, or not Marcus Mariota, Desmond Ritter seeing that he is open, um, and so Kyle Pitts actually averages 12.8 expected fantasy points per game since week two, so if he can just start seeing a little bit of regression, start, you know, producing like he should be, he should be a starting tight end for the rest of the season. Now, if you are desperate, I do think there are two guys you can go out and grab. First of which is going to be Michael Mayer of the Las Vegas Raiders. I mentioned him on here last week. Well, he is still a full-time player. He just didn't really see a whole lot of targets with Brian Hoyer at quarterback. Well, it should be either Jimmy G or Aiden O'Connell this week. So it should be a, a, a better spot for Michael Mayer than it was last week. And I think he's definitely worth a roster spot in season-long leagues. Trey McBride of the Arizona Cardinals is going to be playing with no Zach Ertz, meaning that he should be able to see the lion's share of the snaps and the targets at the tight end position. Now, it is a tough, tough matchup going up against Baltimore, but Trey McBride is definitely a guy that I think you can have on your roster and you know, moving forward should see a little bit of a boost with Zach Ertz uh, being out for at least a little bit of time. All right, that does it for week eight, buy or sell for the NFL season. Hopefully, we're able to give you guys some information that you can use to make the right decisions in your season-long fantasy leagues, to put the right guys into your DFS lineups, and to make the right picks in the player prop market. You know, this is an all-encompassing preview, so you can use that information for all three facets of the game. Hopefully, we're able to help you guys get some winners this week. Now, 
If you made it this far, best of luck to you this week. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the audio feed and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're almost at 200 subscribers, which is a pretty big milestone for us considering we just started YouTube back in June. So if you hit that subscribe button, it's really much appreciated and you'll be notified when all of our weekly golf, college football, and NFL content drops. And college basketball is coming back soon. We're going to be having college basketball content coming your way here almost on a daily basis. All right, that does it for this episode, guys. So thank you guys for watching and listening to this point. And best of luck to you this week, and I will see you next time. Mm-hmm.